0: Welcome back, everybody, to the WP Tonic Show. My name is Adrian. Uh, Jonathan, unfortunately, is experiencing some serious technical difficulties and will maybe be joining us in a moment. We'll see. No promises. Um, But today, I am joined by a lovely guest, Brian Jackson, who is the CMO of Kinsta, who is also evidently the sponsor of today's episode. Why don't you just say quickly, hi, Brian.
1: Hi. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been a... I've been on here once before, but it's been a couple years, so I'm glad I could get back on here.
0: And uh, it's lovely to have you back. And Brian, who is the CMO for Kinsta, who's also evidently the sponsor, Kinsta is honestly one of the best hosting companies currently available for WordPress. You know, you guys focus really down on what good WordPress hosting is and what makes WordPress super efficient, super fast, and extremely scalable, especially as businesses scale up their business, grow their orders. You know, they got WooCommerce on there. They got their LMS on there. Uh, and on lower level hosting, especially, which is prevalent, you know, you can get really cheap hosting. It's almost like a commodity. You can get it for like $3 a month. You can get it like $5 a month. But at that level, it's really just not that effective, especially as a larger company. So if you're currently growing your business, your business is growing, you need to go get yourself on a premium solution, a company that has 24-7 dedicated live chat support in order to be able to solve your problems when you have them, an extremely experienced technical support team in order to make sure that your site is optimized to the T so that your customers while browsing your site have the best possible user experience. So right now if you're currently experiencing problems with your current WordPress host or if you just want to migrate to something that's just a little bit more refined, a little bit more premium and with a support team that just cares that much more about the success of your business then I highly recommend you go check out Kinsta and that's at kinsta Com. so again I'm here with Brian and we're gonna be talking a lot today about content marketing um, it seems almost like there's just so much noise and so much market saturation and just so much content available now because you're it's coming out from always it's coming out of you from Instagram it's coming out you from Twitter LinkedIn Facebook and you know you we were talking a little bit ahead about or a little bit before the show started about you come from both a background of content marketing for yourself and as a background, uh, or you also have a lot of experience doing content marketing for a large company like Kinsta. So why don't you just share with us a little bit about your background of how you got into content marketing in the first place and how you do, and, and your strategies surrounding that. And we'll see what we can come up with in order to help people who are currently struggling with their own content marketing and hopefully allow them to develop a new strategy to get them
1: heard. Sure. Yeah. So, a little background, I guess, about me is um, I guess if you go all the way back to like even back to high school, I, uh, I just liked internet marketing. When I figured out you could make money over the internet, like it was like the, the coolest thing ever to me. And um, ever since then, uh, I've been always, you know, doing different little projects online to tr- flipping websites. Um, Doing affiliate marketing, all these different types of things to try to make money online. And um, it always revolved around content for me, it seemed like. So it it always came back to like writing something, like whether it was an advertisement, whether it was a blog post. Um, And so, you know, just over time, it seemed naturally I was just writing more and more and more. And so I I finally kind of grew to love writing, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. because I didn't go to school for writing. I, um, I never, I never think of myself as a writer either, um, even though I do a lot of writing. Um, but yeah, it's just figuring out that you could write content, you could figure out how to rank it on Google, and then you could make money from that. So like, just that if you put it as simple as that, like that, I just love that fact. Even till even today, it's a lot more complicated today than it was when I first started doing this stuff. Um, but it's still that simple. Like you write content, you rank it. Um, and you generate money, so um, the tricky part is nowadays, like you were saying um, it's it 's a lot more saturated um, and one thing that we probably want to dive into a little bit is um, like multilingual stuff that's that 's something that's um, has been working really well for us, and I know I talked with a few people at wordcamp u s about a month ago and a lot a lot of people aren't diving into the multilingual stuff partially because it does take a lot of work um or maybe you're not that tech savvy and so you know you might be a little scared off about you know how how do i do this um because it you do have to know you know how how to do everything correctly um but there are plugins like wiglet and Mm. i'm not mispronouncing that name but uh and a bunch of multilingual translation plugins that make it a lot easier than it used to be like even like three years ago.
0: So let's start with, you know, because it is so saturated and there's so much content available. And one of the things that businesses think that they really need to be is original because the content is so saturated. Uh, so I'm wondering, is there a certain area or how do I want to put this? When, when you start writing content, you know, what well, part of this biggest struggles? you know, struggle number one is what content do you write? Do you have a strategy or, or something to choose or, or do you have like a go-to system for deciding based on whatever your business vertical is to what content should you be focusing on and actually putting effort into?
1: So the, the content that has always worked well for me, like even on my own projects um, and with Kinsta is always writing like how to solve problems. So tutorials is just like still the number one thing in my opinion that really people are searching for. Like if you, if you think about it, like if you go to Google, most of the time you're trying to solve a problem. How to,
0: you know, how to do. yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. How to do this. Even if you're looking for a product, you're still technically at some level trying to solve a problem. You're just looking for what product can solve it. So it's, it's always about people are looking how to fix this problem, how to solve this issue. Um, And so tutorials, I think are still, in my opinion, the number one thing that, that do well um, on Google. Um, you, I think another thing I've seen a lot lately, and I've already seen it getting quite saturated, but that it seems to do pretty well is like statistical posts. So that posts that have a lot of stats and case studies stuff, like scattered throughout them, people for some reason like love to share that kind of stuff on Twitter. I, I do myself. So I'm probably, probably, probably part of the problem. Can you um, give us
0: an example of what that would look like?
1: Yeah, actually a good... I'll just give a shout out because I actually have it up in my browser at the moment. Uh, growthbadger.com. Uh, it's just a blog, but he just published a post that called 100 um, plus great content marketing examples and ideas. And I actually threw that in our Kinston newsletter this week because it had a lot of just great stuff that I've done in the past, all just in one great summary. It wasn't just another list post or anything. It actually has a lot of great um, things if you're diving into content marketing and so posts like that that share just you know a lot of like applicable tips um, I think do, do quite well especially on social too because people just like to share that stuff
0: so I guess so if you're not sure you know always come back to alright how do I help someone solve this problem just from like a technical standpoint what should the title of that article be does it should it be like how to do X is that the title
1: yeah, like how to do X is fine. Um, I, I would say probably half of our posts at Kinsta are like how to, and then, you know, how to like optimize your database or how to um, speed up your WordPress site. Like they're all like uh, over half of them are like that. So um, I think, you know, whatever product or service you're offering, you know, figure out, you know, what does what your product or service solve? And then, like, how can you demonstrate that to clients? Um, And
0: it doesn't even need to be like the the big overarching problem that your business solves. It can be like if if your business solves little little, tiny niche problems within kind of like an overall goal, you can break it down into several different articles instead of kind of just like one big one, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So like we have articles on like how to install, you know, like a free SSL certificate. Now, while we're not, we don't sell SSL certificates, we have free ones with Let's Encrypt. But it's not like that's not our business model. But we're mm-hmm. still going into really fine-grained tutorials um, that are just solving all types of different you know issues from the like the top I would say the top of the funnel down to the bottom. So yeah, even little nitpicky things with your service you know that are causing headaches for customers, like find those and write about them. Um, that's what we found that works really well. And I've I've always taken that I've taken that approach probably for eleven years. Like always how to solve a problem and just writing about it.
0: Beautiful. And it looks like Jonathan, you made it.
2: Sorry, listeners and viewers. I had a few technical problems uh, to say the least this morning. But I think Adrian's been doing a great job.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, why don't we throw it over to you then? So we're currently talking about content marketing just to catch you up. I'm not sure if you heard the the uh, the rest of the podcast so far. But we're talking about content marketing. We just finished up. How you, you know, if, you, if you're if you new to content marketing or if you're about to start content marketing, what kind of content is really successful at uh, sort of getting you into the noise and and, yeah. and defining kind of like what you're going to be tackling so you can have some ideas about how to start. So I think we should probably move into at this point, how do you actually get your content noticed? Now that you have the content, the next step is actually putting it in front of people.
2: So... You know, How are we doing for time, actually, Adrian? Are we getting close to our break? We started,
0: we have about five minutes because we started a little bit late.
2: Yeah, sure. Right. (laughs) Go on, off you go, Adrian. You can go. (laughs) I'm interrupting. I apologize. That's okay.
0: So let's talk about now that you have the content, you've written 10 or 12, let's say, how to articles. You've solved, you're you're ready to solve some people's problems. How do you get people with those problems in front of your content?
1: Sure. Yeah. So, Two things with that too that I want to mention is because I see this problem all the time is even if you're going with like little nitpicky things to solve issues, always, I always say focus on the quality over the quantity. So whatever it is, just make sure you have enough um, quality content in these Mm -hmm. articles. um, Because, and that goes to my second point is don't stop too early. Um, with your content marketing because it's, it's, a, it's really a long-term play. Um, and I see so many business owners, like, they'll launch, you know, their content marketing strategies and they'll stop in like four months after they don't see anything happen. It's like, like you,
0: you, can't, you can't, like, go out into your backyard, plant, plant, like, flower seeds and then the next day go to the backyard and expect there to be a flower. It doesn't work. Exactly. It, does
1: it? Yeah. And today now it's probably, I mean, I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't launched a brand new project you know, for probably a couple years now, mm-hmm. because I'm so focused on my existing projects and Kinsta, and so you know, it probably is taking even longer today when you start something than it was if you launched something five years ago, just because of all the saturated content um, on the market. So, you know, I would say, like, don't expect to see anything for six months. I know it's it's um, it's hard to hear that, but just you know, put content marketing as part of your strategy. Make sure you're um, focusing on the quality and um, are consistent. And then just over time, make sure you're tracking things too. I think that's another thing people don't do. They don't always track um, their progress. Um, Because when you talk about like, how do I get it out there? Um, The first thing you want to do is have tracking tools in place to know if it is even getting out there. Right. (laughs) Um, Do you have a recommendation
0: for a tracking tool that might help?
1: Yeah. So I... A couple of tools I use, Google Analytics, obviously is one I still use today um and then I use hrefs on a daily basis. That is very expensive for small business owners um so if you can't afford that, another great alternative that's cheaper is k w finder is another one um, but that will allow you to you know you can literally put in any blog post on the internet and see what keywords it's ranking for. Including your own, right. and the great thing about that is you can see like maybe you have a competitor that has a post that you like already that is a similar topic that you want to write about. You know, throw their post into a tool like this, see what keywords they're ranking for. If they're doing really well really well, that's a good indicator that you could probably do well also do as well, um, but you might need to improve on what they're doing. So like, if they have a great post that's you know like two thousand words long, you know, make something that's like 3,000 words long that has better tips in it or, you know, something like that. Right. Um, so, so, little I'm things cut like you that. Off. Sure. I'm
0: going to cut you off because we do need to go for the break, but we're going to come back right after the break and we're going to be continuing the conversation about how you actually go about, now that you have content, getting it in front of the people that it's going to matter to, you, that it's going to help. So, uh, stick around and we'll be back in just a few moments. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. And welcome back. We're here with Brian, the CMO of Kinsta, hosting a wealth of knowledge and an expert in content marketing, sharing his knowledge with us so that anybody who's looking to get into content marketing can be able to start to actually make it a successful source of leads or successful source of revenue for their business. But before we jump back into the conversation, with Brian, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor, Lifter LMS. I personally have a great relationship with Chris Badgett, who's the CEO over for LMS. And just without even talking about the software, I just want to talk about Chris for a moment because my business would personally not be around at the stage that it is without just so much of the help and the time that he is lent and the expertise that he has lent to me that I was able to then go and implement in my business. So with that kind of like personal testimony for me, I want then want to go into talking about the software because not only has he been a resource for me, but he's building those same resources that he provided to me so I could build my business into the tools that he is providing to businesses around the WordPress community and around the world to grow their course and membership business. And he just put so much effort and so much of his own personal knowledge that he's accrued over like the nine years he's been doing this into that plugin so that you can create the best content uh, and really just get it out in front of the people that are going to benefit it from the most. So if you are currently thinking about launching into building a course, building a membership site, you have knowledge that you want to share with the world Go check out Lifter LMS. That's at LifterLMS.com. You can even talk to Chris. He's got a one 800 down there that he answers personally. So you can talk to him about what the best way is for you to continue and start that journey. So again, go to LifterLMS.com. They got a Black Friday deal running. If this gets out before Black Friday, uh, and you can actually get in for like 25% off. So I think that's pretty cool. So again, go check out Lifter LMS. All right, now jumping back into the conversation with Brian. About content marketing. So just before I cut you off to go into the break, we were talking about how to actually start getting your content in front of people. And we were talking about you got like AA trust, you got some software to do the analytics and stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the different channels that you actually use in order to publish that content. Because, you know, they always say like the money's in the list, right? You need, you need a, a certain audience of people. Where do you go to get that audience? Is there like, do you go to Facebook? Do you go to Twitter? Do you do just all of the above? You know, what, what are the best ways to start if you're especially brand new? What are the best ways to start building that audience?
1: Um, so I think you have to first do a little research, at least based on your own industry to see like which networks do the best. So like just for the WordPress community, I feel Twitter is the best. And it's just because it happens to be that lots of people in the WordPress community just love Twitter and are using it. You know, like you go to a WordCamp and hashtags for the WordCamp are just like streaming down the page all day long. And um, if you go to like LinkedIn, I've noticed it's just not as present. Like, so I think you have to find where, where your customers and visitors, like what networks they're using, because that's the ones that you want to use. So, yeah, for WordPress, I th- think Twitter does great. We um, use Twitter extensively at Kinsta. Like, it's something I have TweetDeck up with like a whole bunch of different columns. Of streams that like it never closes in my browser. Um, And, you know, but I know a lot of uh, other people have great success with like Pinterest boards, which I've never figured out. (laughs) Like, I don't even understand how that works or how to drive traffic and make money from that. But um, I think it really depends on what you're trying to sell and then figure out which of those networks. Your customers are are using on a, on a daily basis. Um, so
0: so just it's just about finding out where your audience is and then going to where they are.
1: Yeah, and the only way you can really do that is just to dive into each one and start like, you know, start throwing stuff out there and see what's happening. Um, mm-hmm. And over a couple months, see like if you're getting feedback from one, like maybe that's you know roll with that channel and see how it does. So let's say you
0: find where your audience is. Let's say, you mentioned Twitter. So let's let's just go with Twitter as an example. You found your audience on Twitter. That's where they're hanging out. How do you start to engage with that audience on that platform?
1: So, yeah, the first thing is, I think the important thing is to create conversations, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just like tweeting and just like doing a couple hashtags and just tweeting your own stuff. You're blasting never out gonna, content. Yeah. yeah, you're never going to get anywhere. Like you really need to start following people, start like hopping into conversations and engaging, like, and it sounds like a lot of work and it is a lot of work. So that's, but the people that are successful at social media, like they're spending, they're actively spending time on those platforms to make it successful. Um, They're not using any of these automated tools and then just stepping back and doing something else. They're um, They're actively
0: involved in the conversation.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, um, I'm biased because I love Twitter so much. Like <laughs> I've I've actually signed up enterprise customers for Kinsta over Twitter DMs, completely over DMs. Really? And I've wow. met <laughs> awesome people in the WordPress space for coffee, like here in Scottsdale, where I'm at. Like just over DMs. We're like, hey, let's meet up. And mm-hmm. they like DM me. So it's yeah, there's so many things you can do with social networking that I think a lot of people don't take advantage of. Um I use it for yeah, creating conversations. I even use it for like meeting our current clients. like I, I tweet out sometimes if any kids to clients are in the Scottsdale area, tweet me, let's meet up for coffee. Because I love to just meet like some of our current clients. So mm-hmm. there's so many different ways you can take advantage of social media to make it work for you. Um, and then of course, it's like content marketing. Over time, you'll slowly start growing engagement and followers and all of this stuff. And so you get to the point where you'll see um, just more things happening on your right. own twitter account like over over time.
0: So as you start to like as you start to engage in the conversation you increase, just as a twitter using twitter as a, you engage in the conversation you be an active contributor and start helping people your audience grows the follower count and then when you start kind of like tweeting hey listen i just wrote this article about how to do x topic that's when the actual juice of it starts to kick in and you start to get a little bit of traction as far as your actual content piece goes.
1: Exactly, yeah. And i always try to keep a ratio of like uh three to one try to, I know so I'm not always good about that. Some, some days are just so busy. I'm just like tweeting stuff, but, um, Ratio so like for what,
0: like three uh, to one. So like
1: what? three to one, I try to share like more third party content than I am sharing of my own content. Hmm. Um, and I found that that just works. I, I, I'm sure everyone has kind of their own ratios that they try to try to keep. um, but I always try to share interesting things that are like happening in the WordPress space or it'll depend on, you know, what industry you're in, but things that are happening um, that your customers might be. um,
0: So it doesn't always just need to be all about you,
1: right? You you
0: can do, as as part of the conversation, you need to go find other people and contribute to their conversation.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a a big part of social media. Like I would never just share your own stuff. Um, It might work, but I I wouldn't try that. Uh, I think you need to... uh, take advantage of some of the other content marketing that people are putting out there because it's so saturated to help engage and create engagement on your own social media. So
0: beautiful. Um, Jonathan, do you want to be part of speaking of conversations, Do you want to be part of this conversation?
2: Yeah, I've got a question. I've got a question for Brian. Um, So what's your views on YouTube and how, and how are you fitting YouTube in, your content marketing strategy for Kinster?
1: So that is a great question. And I'm actually glad you brought that up because we are just about to launch our YouTube channel. <laughs> so I... You heard it I here first. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say... Uh, and I actually don't mind throwing this out there because we were about to just uh, send this out over social if anyone's looking for a YouTube job. Uh, we are actually going to be looking for someone. So,
2: oh, you just so that, found him. You just found him, <laughs> Jonah.
1: Jonah. Um, but, um, I'll, I'll do that for kids. <laughs> so, I don't have any great like. This works great for YouTube because, to be honest, it's one of those channels that I'm literally just going to start learning myself. So, so when you come a-
0: back next year, we're gonna we're gonna hey. deep dive into it, right?
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'll have what like this doesn't work, this does work. Um, but I can tell you a few things that. I asked some people at WordCamp US uh, about their YouTube strategy because I was trying to get some okay. ideas going since I haven't used it myself. And a lot of them said they're having a lot of success with YouTube. Um, and I think a primary reason is because it's one area, in the, at least if you're in the WordPress industry, that's a lot less saturated <laughs> than WordPress content like in Google. Right. So... You know, it it depends on the industry. Look to see what's on YouTube, like and how many videos there are about certain topics. Um, But if if you go to YouTube right now, there's a lot of gaps in the WordPress space on there. And so, you know, we're obviously going to try to take advantage of that. I know a lot of other um, WordPress um, YouTubers are like starting up this year. I've seen a lot of new ones pop up. And so I think it's one area that's just a lot less saturated. So probably have some success there for a couple years and hopefully, you know, by then you're at a level of, you know, traffic and stuff that even after it's saturated, you can continue to see some growth.
0: Beautiful. And I think we're actually just approaching, uh, the end of the show, Jonathan. So you want to, do you want to do the end bit?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, Sorry for the technical problems, folks, but I think Adrian's done a fantastic job and obviously Brian Brian's a friend of the show um, and obviously the support of Kinsta is most welcome. They've been a great sponsor of the show. Hopefully you feel that I've been doing a great job um, saying the merits of Kinsta. I've been doing my best, Brian. Uh, oh, yes. um, uh, um and um I think it's been a great show and hopefully Brian will join us next year to tell us about his success stories around youtube We'll be back next week where we are um we'll hopefully have another fantastic guest or we will have a fantastic guest giving you knowledge and practical insights to make your business more successful into o twenty two we'll be back next week folks bye.